Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. Here we are. There's there Alan we, Smith. There's Jeff Rowland. That's no, me. It's Look me. at there. Look at you that know, shot. Is that not a good hey, shot? Hey, I, Is that not a good shot? You know what? There's some people that's just meant to be bald-headed, and I'm one of them. And you're just one of them. And there's some people just supposed to be brilliant, and I'm one of them. Man, well, I mean, I was just trying to follow the suit. We, we, tell just, each, we tell each other to follow each other, so we kind of, but I just followed Jordan <clears throat> there is all I did. We would love to introduce. Uh, we have um, a special guest We have a special today. guest for yeah. us. Oh, watch, watch this. Yeah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Smith, Smith and, and Rowland Show. Podcast. Oh, he's on. <laughs> <laughs> Blows my whole deal. I had a whole big thing there. Just, just popped in my brain. Go, Jason. Yep, here I am. Well, it's good to have you, Jason. It's good to be here. Well, Where have it, you been for the last 30 let's seconds? Let's tell the truth. We went on the air. Let's go. He was chiding. Yeah, you and he was I, saying, I might add. Yeah, chiding us. Go. Chiding us. So yeah, you and I took off. Yep. He didn't have his earphones on. Yeah, no, I didn't have half my stuff turned on. Way yeah, to go. That's right. Way, Way to go, go Big J. Way yeah, well, go, did Jay. you guys have a good weekend? Yeah. You know, yeah. well, there was at least... 66.66% of us at Ron Ross's funeral this past weekend, and it went really well. That was not a normal funeral. No, that was a kind of a good celebration. It actually. was like a worship service. Was it really? Yeah, it, was it really amazing. was. It was good. I wish I could have been there, but I, I, I was uh, providentially hindered. Providentially. Potentially, and wow, I remember that. Wow, where did that one? That, that's what. Wow, when I was pastoring, I used to hear that from everybody. Providentially, I'd say, Where was you last Sunday? We missed you. I was providentially hindered. Old at heart, he calls that he calls that rain. (laughs) (laughs) And he was supposed to be here today. He was actually gonna be here. What what was he? I don't know. Probably rain. We honored Ron at church today, and we did again last week. But you put a thing, Alan. You you've uh, compiled his blogs that he's written for Kingdom Mm -hmm. Prophetic Society. They're all on the homepage. If you click on Ron's uh, picture, it goes to his writings, and there's over six hundred of them. I think six hundred and eighty. Six hundred and eighty. That's just on our page now. He. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's just what he did for Kingdom. I felt like he posted one on Facebook every day. Let me tell you something. Well, I, bet long, right. I bet he like did, long. Jason. They were long ones. Yeah. Can you check that out, Jason? I think they'd still be up, wouldn't they, Jason? Yeah, they're on his Facebook page, I'm sure. Or his mailing list, if you were a part of that. But you have a good bunch of read material if you go over to the Kingsphetic Society. He was a great writer. Yeah, he was. He was faithful to his message. Yeah. He was. To the yeah. message God created him for. You know, he I didn't did. know Ron near as long as what you guys, right. which I haven't been as live as, as you two. <laughs> That's not, true. Not even close. Good point. Good point, so, Jay. Does the digs just never stop with you or <laughs> it's, something? It's my, you know, I've been really thinking about my purpose in life lately. You need to be nicer like I am. <laughs> it was pretty amazing to watch. I don't think he ever really changed. I did like Alan. He did tell the, tell the one-liner about him wanting to... Uh, choke run yeah i had to that use that one you know i told this tale and i was trying to get your amen from the mm-hmm. audience but it was absolutely it was providentially it. hindered but i did hunt for it <laughs> <laughs> what i did well i was supposed well, to I be put, there i was I, well i got myself in the corner and i was trying to get you to help bail me out but what i did was i was, tell, <laughs> I was telling them how we in revival at shiloh that ron kind of came in on during that time mm-hmm. and uh and we'd get in some terrible messes with people, and 
and me and you'd want to choke somebody. And Ron said, "No, you gotta love them. You gotta, you gotta love them. Gotta, gotta love them. That's gotta, right. Gotta love them in." And that's what Ron. And I and I said at his wake there, I said, "Listen, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I wanted to choke Ron. Or sometimes I wanted to choke the people. Me and Jeff did." And Ron said, "No, you gotta love them." Gotta then love and I said, and "Then we want to choke Ron." Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. But he was always he was consistent. Yeah. And faithful to his call. He was about he the was. love of God. I mean, he was, he, and God's grace. And every article he wrote, it's just, it was a love article. Mm, that's, it was I, a love article. Yeah, and that's, and that's I fun. loved the way he would write. If you read his articles, he's always writing about Father. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, and that was his relationship mm-hmm. with God. It was around the fatherhood of God. And he didn't even call him the Father. They called him Papa. Just Papa. <laughs> they called father. him Papa all the time. You know, we yeah. get to heaven, I'm sure that. Ron's going to end up, his scoreboard's going to be higher than, ours, than mine and yours, Jeff. By on, far. On, by, on, <laughs> by far. On topical so, studies. By far. So, you by know, I've, I've got my own opinions on stuff. What do you guys think about, I, th- I guess it's because of Kelly dying and Ron mm-hmm. dying and mm-hmm. and all this. I've, I've been noticing a lot more chitter chatter online about death. Right. And what that what that looks like. There's a lot of different opinions out there, whether whether you, you lie you know, in rest, waiting on Jesus's return, or do you go be with the Father now? Oh wow! There's all kinds of different. What's the dispensationalist take? The Word of God take. Yeah, exactly. That's what. Is, I was, that's uh, what same thing, Jeff. <laughs> yes, I'm glad you pointed. I was waiting on. It. I'm glad you pointed that out. I just did this whole well, thing Friday night on dispensationalism. It's because everybody else has an has an opinion or a yeah. different little take or mm. spin or interpretation on it. What What does the Bible say about it? What happens to us? You die, what happens? The Word of God says if you're absent from the body, you are then present with the Lord. So the idea of soul sleep, which is what they call it, is not uh, nowhere found in Scripture. Yeah. No, no, not, not the way it's interpreted. No. What was that song we sang Karen sang it twice yesterday, Jason. That Untitled Hymn. Untitled Hymn. You know that. Such a good song. Yeah, oh you know, talks about heaven and all this, and I don't think I. Know and that. I asked Trevor this morning <clears throat> how he liked that song or something. He said, Trevor said, "Well, it's one thing about it. There's no doubt that was the right song for Ron." He said, "But some would probably play Highway to Hell." And he said, "But for my part, I think the title." I said, "Trevor," <laughs> I said, "Well, okay." I know Trevor's up on his hard rock better than I yeah. am. Second Corinthians five eight is where that's that's found where it says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Death doesn't prevent us from being in God's presence. Well, death isn't. Uh, death of the body is not death of the soul and the spirit. Right. So since we relate more with just the body, we think, well, it's over at that point. But I remember I had a dream years and years ago back when I was told I had a short time to live. And in the dream, I asked the angel of the Lord was there in my dream. I said, I said, how will I know that I, when I'm dead? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. I don't know why, but you think different things. I said, how will I know when I'm dead? And in the dream, he said to me, he said, you just will not have the need to breathe. And it hasn't been, but maybe two weeks ago, the first time I've heard it, but this person had died for 20 minutes or something, and they gave a testimony. They said the only difference they could tell was they didn't have a need to breathe. What about that? In their testimony. said, I was still there. I I wasn't in my body. I was right outside of my body. But said the only difference I could tell was I didn't need to breathe. 
Probably a good theme because they weren't. (laughs) 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 And Paul's teaching about the rapture. That's interesting. Yeah, and Paul's teaching about the rapture. He even says this, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so it's that's just key, a, bring with yeah, him. Yeah, it's a, it's just another evidence that when death occurs, and you know, there's another the Lord. place there that you know we get our new bodies at the rapture of the church, and it appears to us that those that have, of course, this is debatable, but those of that die pre-rapture are in heaven. Mm-hmm. But it's debatable. But what they don't get their new bodies until the rapture yeah, of the right, church, yeah. which and, I uh, lean in. in I do. That. I, I and, believe that. Uh, so story. I don't know how yeah. you. Mm-hmm. running around in heaven without your new body, but evidently it can be done because when you leave this body, of all accounts of people that we have had that's experienced that, they kind of know themselves as they are as spirit, but they are mm-hmm. but they don't have mm-hmm. a, a new body yet. But we know, you know, the Scriptures uses the, at the when that trump sh- sounds that the dead in Christ will rise first, and then those. Yeah. So the answer Jason's question, I believe that we're when we leave this body we go to be with the Lord and I believe we get the the completion truly of the salvation experience is yeah. when you get your new body. You're right. Kind of a three way exactly salvation yeah. experience. It's your spirit yeah. and then it's your soul mm-hmm. and then you get your new body. So yeah. And I believe everybody gets a new body. At the, and, and a lot of people don't believe in the rapture of the church and, and don't believe it's real. I'm like, well what are you and when are you gonna get your body? You, yeah, exactly. you don't want to do away with the rapture of the no, church because, no. because it says you're going to be called up and you're going to be see him as he is. Yeah. And and so you're going to mm-hmm. take on that new body then to be like him, he says. And think, says. think about this. To see him as he is, it goes on in the next line and says, for we shall be like, like him. him. That's what it says. Indicates this dimension mm-hmm. of physical existence. Mm-hmm. Is just a small token of what our existence will be and what our bodies mm-hmm. will be. We will be able to see him like he is because we will be like him. Yes, and part of the problem and, with the rapture of the church teaching to those that want to make fun of it, let me put it that way, is they, they really and truly don't realize what you're saying Yeah. because the rapture of the church is a big event. Huge. It's a huge event, yeah. event to the believer. Yeah, and to those that are in the body of Christ, it is an, it, it is our major event. You know, you sent that video. Was it you, Alan, that sent that video the other day? It was like a somebody doing a news report after the rapture. They were trying to make sense. It, it was. Kinda, I think, I it think was. you said. Yeah, I was. I was laying. There, I was laying there watching yeah. it the other. You know, I was catching up on stuff. It was kind of. You know, I've heard the Left Behind series get made fun of quite a bit, and I'm sure there's some stuff there that you. would be fun to pick at it and stuff. But if you believe in the rapture of the church, then that means that there's people not here. That there's people left here. Yeah, yeah. And that would be a terrifying event. Well, what would be terrifying is to have the teaching in your brain, yeah. and you know, but you had not been born again in yeah. your heart. Because yep. as soon as as it happens, you're going to say, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, what's just happened? I have just messed up. Well, you know, Alan, we did a podcast Friday on um, explanations mm-hmm. that may exist about the rapture of the church as far mm-hmm. as explaining mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. to the world. Mm-hmm. And that was an intriguing podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I so enjoyed that. We got into some things about AI technology and, and whatnot. And there are different views on what could explain the sudden disappearance i can't help but bring this up i had give me mm-hmm. just a second mm-hmm. to bring this up because it's it. it's a 
passionate thing in me. On the news this morning, during Chris, on Christmas Day, I think it was, 140 Christians was massacred in Nigeria by radical Muslims. Since then, four Christian villages have been eradicated oh my uh, in Nigeria. Now, yeah. I was unaware of this, but 50%, almost 50% of the Nigerian population is considered to be Christian. Really? Think of that. All right. Now, that being said, things are growing darker and darker, which points to the blessed hope in the believer of the rapture of the church. Mm -hmm. When the rapture of the church takes place, millions of people, hopefully millions, will leave the earth. Right. So there has to be some kind of explanation. And it's been conjectured. It's not, I don't think that it's, um, that you can, we can go to the word of God and find the explanation Although the Antichrist is tied to, according to Paul in 2 Thessalonians, to a specific lie. When he's called a liar in 2 Thessalonians, it's actually a lie. He's tied to a specific lie, which I'm sure, mm -hmm. you know, we believe that that lie is that he is God. Right. And he's going to present himself as God at the abomination of desolation. Mm -hmm. However, an interesting verse, I brought this up this morning in Daniel 8. 24 and 25 is talking about the Antichrist and some of what he'll do. It says, And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper, and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy, he shall cause craft mm. to prosper in his hand. So we were talking about AI technology mm -hmm. and possibly alien abduction used as an explanation mm -hmm. for the rapture, the disappearance of mm -hmm. so many people from the earth. Some people believe that nuclear holocaust mm -hmm. will be the explanation used, that the rapture would occur in conjunction with a nuclear mm -hmm. event, which could you know, very well be used to explain the disappearance of so many people from the earth. Whatever the explanation is, I'm leaning to it. Since we did the podcast Friday, I've just thought through that and processed the thought. I can see... I think, a path in which the Antichrist would use AI technology in some type of a demonic delusion to cause people to believe that that's what's causing it. Here's why. Our State Department offered an explanation why that so many Muslims in Nigeria are what they're saying is hunting Christians for sport. And our State Department has come up, I think, with a wonderfully intelligent reason as to why this is happening. Hunger Games are going uh, wild. Right. That's what's going on there. And <clears throat> the State Department issued a statement as to as to why this is happening. They blame it on climate change. Well, I mean, I can see that tie, tie in. Yeah. You I, see that, oh, it ties right in. It ties right in. And I'm not, I'm not making that up. That's okay. from our State Department. They say climate change is to blame for Muslims killing Christians. Well, maybe it's getting hotter over there. Now, if you can cause people <laughs> to believe that. you can, uh, I mean, you come on. What the sky's the limit? You don't need an explanation for them. <laughs> you can just blame it on climate change. You're making that up. No, I'm really not. <laughs> My gosh. Well, if I was pro-climate change, I'd be That was, that was reported on Fox News this morning. I actually thought I'm, I didn't hear it right. So I, I paused it, backed it up, and replayed it. There it was. You sure Pete didn't release that? State Department released okay. that statement. Oh, my goodness. Climate change is to blame for Muslims killing Christians. That's how delusional well, Mother Earth is that our own government well, I want to tell you what's true, guys. Being delusional is epidemic more so than, than the virus. It sure is. Delusional 
is epidemic. Yeah. And what I mean by that and reason that that is so serious is I'm saying that delusion is a mental illness, even to the degree of mental illness, because people are getting their th- stuff in their heads now, guys. I thought education that educated people, that just the, the mere education would shield certain smart people from delusion. Making them worse. I was wrong. It's making them worse. I was dead wrong. It's making it worse. Because some of the most delusional people are supposed to be the smartest. Are are some of our most educated and smart. And I'm not saying this if you are that you're delusional, but you need to look in the mirror and ask yourself that question. Yeah. Because I was hoping that I just like you've heard me say it, Jeff, the smart people let me down. When I was in high school, I thought, well, I don't need to learn all this stuff, geometry and all that stuff. I don't need to learn it. I, if I need a little geometry, I'll hire somebody that knows it. And I felt like, you know, all of these smart people will be guardians of the truth because they're smart, right? Yeah. I thought the truth, whether it be one plus one equals two or that man, man's a male and female's a woman, I mean, I thought all of those absolute truths would stand on their own. And it's not even necessarily in the Bible. It's just true. Yeah. But come to find out that the smart people, which are to be guardians of the truth, have let us down. They have. They really have. It's almost unbelievable. And I think that there's a lot of people who don't believe it because it seems so unbelievable that that kind of delusion can take place among leaders in our country. But it happens, and it's happening right before our eyes. If you can go to the place where you blame climate change for radical Islam killing Christians, then you you can go just about anywhere. So if the Antichrist, this is a question I have, if the Antichrist through policy and speech, we know that his big deal is speech. That's right. Uh, we're go- I'm going to do a whole thing next Sunday, if the Lord will allow, on the connections between the Antichrist and Nimrod. Mm-hmm. And going back to language, mm-hmm. and God confounded the language so no one would understand themselves. Mm-hmm. Then in Acts 2, when the Holy Spirit come, it unified language. And so there's there's that whole deal going on, that, the, that parallel. You get back to the Antichrist, and his language, according to the verse that I read, causes a craft to prosper in his hand. And the term craft means fraud or deceit. Hmm. And he can deceive through spiritual means, just by the use of his language. Wow. And that seems to be where we're at at this point. And with AI technology, Alan, we talked about this Friday, and I'm hoping we're going to follow up on some of that next week because right. it's so right. that was so good. With AI technology, we talked about how people will believe what they read from a computer mm-hmm. more than they will from a person. That's right. That's just That's just where we're at. So with that said, it, it does make us wonder about a relationship between the Antichrist and AI technology. I, I'm well, just bringing that up. One thing that we can be sure of then is Biden is not the Antichrist. <laughs> Jason. Now that, now that was cruel. He's definitely not the Antichrist. In fact, he is the complete opposite. <laughs> he's the Antichrist. Yes, I would have to agree with yeah. that. I mean, I don't think he's the Antichrist, but I do think he has been delusional because of the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Well, there's huge, there's huge delusion. In all honesty, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I, I don't know. I, I guess I give too much credit to humanity. But it appears to me that people in places of leadership are better people than they're even acting. Yeah. Can you hear what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, you so would think. I'm but, thinking uh, it's demo- so demonically imposed that people's weaknesses are being so used by the dark side guys that, I mean, most people are acting 
worse than they well, really well, are. I, I know that doesn't sound right, but I hope you can hear what I'm trying I, to say. I, I, I absolutely hear it. I believe this is a huge spiritual war. Well, let me ask you this in light of what Jason's question, original question was about, and in terms of what we're talking about, because I said this earlier today. We talked about it last week, and it came out. We had a good friend at Grace Place. He was a local dentist. We have a ministry at, at Grace Place of handing out Bibles. Mm-hmm. So we, we get very nice Bibles. We order nice Bibles, and then right. we hand them out to people. Well, we was uh, taking Bibles. Pastor Joe Barrett was taking Bibles to the dentist office. Every time he'd take a Bible and put it in there, somebody would get saved in really? the dentist office. I mean, it was just they were leading people to Jesus in the lobby of the dentist office. This particular dentist, he'd have you in his chair, and he would start talking to you about Jesus. And he has actually led people to the Lord while cleaning their teeth. Yeah, but, who's, who, yeah, but like, come on now. Up. Who's going to say no to the gospel <coughs> in that situation? I mean, yeah, I mean dude has a drill in your mouth. Exactly. Like, You're going to say yes to Jesus. <laughs> I think it's a great thing. No, I'm just kidding. But this guy, he was, so, he was such a great guy. We had him scheduled. He was going to speak at the Grace Place mm-hmm. first next month. Christmas Eve, 51 years old. Christmas Eve, drop dead. Mm. Really? Just drop dead. In Christmas perfect Eve. health. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. He was in perfect health. I mean, you'd look at him, you'd think, this guy's, I mean, he's fit. Don't know why. Just just died. Gone. Well, I was thinking about, you know, we were talking when, after Ron passed. Mm-hmm. You you told me, you said, it was like God just snatched him. It's just, just like took he snatched him. Like he didn't out. die. He just, God like just he's took gone. him. Mm-hmm. And in light of the delusion that's around the world, Second Thessalonians does teach us that what is restraining the Antichrist at this moment is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. When God's picking these people up and taking them out, it's an unusual thing now. It's, it seems it feels it's different to me now than people's always died. Christians have always died, but it's like they're not being replaced now. That's the way I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you how I feel. And that being said, let me tell you, hard pressed to find another Ron Ross. I know they're out there. But you're hard-pressed to find another Ron Ross. Mm-hmm. You're hard-pressed to be able to replace that dentist in Lenore mm-hmm. that's going to have such an emphasis on leading people to Jesus mm-hmm. in his office. It seems like the power and presence of the Holy Spirit is being withdrawn, not from individuals, though we're seeing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's leaving us more in a apathetic well, maybe they're being raptured, and it's going to take 20 years so, to do the rapture of the church. So, uh, I mean, I'm just saying. I, Joe, you know, just, Joe Barrett made this statement. He called me the other day. He said, it's almost like that God, there's an assignment going on in heaven. God just needed them. He's right. just pulling them out. He's just pulling them out. And, but it leaves us here with more of an opportunity for delusion to take place yeah. because it seems like there is Trying less of the restraining it. power mm-hmm. on the earth. And what's restraining is the Holy Spirit who is in the believer. That's right. So that being said, it just makes me feel like that there's not people replacing mm-hmm. these that's gone on. I, I got if I can just say this much and then I'll shut up and y'all comment. I've got, we talk about this all the time with Ray Lindsay, Walter Burrell. I wish I was on the phone right now with Rick McClure. He, he knows all these guys. We talk about Don McCann, all of these great preachers that I grew up listening to. They're all gone. Mm-hmm. They're, they're in heaven. Nobody's replacing them. When Billy Graham left, nobody's replacing them. I know mm-hmm. we had a, there was a prophetic word. Somebody had it. There's, we're past the days of superstars, and mm-hmm. God's raising up an army. To repl- okay, I get that. I don't see the army either, though. I'm just saying, <laughs> just, where's the army? you know, where's the army at? Because yeah. it's like nobody's replacing those that's dying in Christ. Mm-hmm. Nobody's coming along to replace 
that call and that mantle. And there's less of the restraining power of the Holy Spirit on the earth. And that is that why we're seeing such delusion mm-hmm. that somebody would actually, in authority, mm-hmm. a government agency, say climate change is to blame for the oh uh, Muslims killing the Christians? Actually, I, actually, Billy Graham was the one that said that about himself to Tucker mm-hmm. Carlson. Okay, I heard yeah. Tucker yeah. tell it. He said that, and if I can say it close to right, he said that he asked Billy who was going to start. Who is there anybody in the wings going to replace him? And paraphrasing, but he said, that God's tired of people like me getting all the credit. Wow. Mm. He said, No, God's not going to do like me anymore. It's going to be going to be a lot of people, a lot of different people are going to be taking the gospel to the world. Man, I, but, I, but I that's the way those, he presented. Yeah, it. I would love to meet those many people. I'm not just not seeing it, mm-hmm. which doesn't, well, I mean, doesn't doesn't mean it's not happening. No, but I mean sometimes uh, it's right in front of you. Uh, look across the table. I mean, you oh, see. I mean, sometimes it's just right in front of you. I tried face, the last and, time I looked across the and, table and saw you. I went. <laughs> 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 I mean, sometimes the truth is, you know, right so, in front of in, in response to what you've been talking about, Jeff, uh, we do have a comment here. That says, so if we walk with the Lord like Enoch, are we accelerating our worldly death? I'd well, say, if that's you know. the case, it's proof that I haven't walked. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you if what he said is the truth, but I can tell you the opposite. I can tell you in some different senses of the word, I'd have to answer, yes, we are hastening. The, I also believe you can walk on this earth and be, I, we used to hear this thing, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. I'd like to get to that place. I want to be so heavenly minded, I'm no earthly good. We're told by Paul to die daily to the mm-hmm. flesh. And and I do think that you can walk with such a heavenly vision. If the scriptures is true from a literal standpoint <clears throat> that says, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you, mm-hmm. there's got to be a meeting place. Mm-hmm. I believe at that meeting place, the things of this earth no longer matter to you. You mean the place of, of nineness? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Of, of nineness. Don't you think, though, as we get closer to him, though, that the more we'll see the depravity of the world, of the need of the gospel, of do you not think it wouldn't fire our engines more to give the gospel to the world instead of just wanting to go to heaven? I mean, if you had, if you grow closer to God, you'd have to be taken on his heart and And it uh, would make you more passionate about the things that's going on yeah yeah it'd make you Uh, more passionate about the lost absolutely and and you you could uh it would be to have the true heart of god it would be hard to leave this earth because of so many that haven't heard yet i mean you could argue it either way but uh, yeah uh, i mean in one sense of the word i you know i was sharing it was odd that you bring up (laughs) enoch i was sharing this morning I was about, couldn't have been no, no older than 10. I think I was maybe 8. So 1935? Uh, somewhere in that <laughs> <Yeah>. area. <laughs> My granddad had come down. He was living in Pennsylvania, and they had come down to visit us. And never forget this. My dad and my papa was at the kitchen table drinking coffee and talking about Scripture. It's what they did when they got together. I was in the floor. I don't know what I was doing, but I wasn't. I was just sitting in the floor. And they started talking about Enoch. And uh, never forget this. There were certain things I, I was telling them today that I can mark back and say, that changed my life. I just remember my granddad telling my dad, it was like Enoch just walked out and God said to him, you know, you're closer to me now than you are to the, to the mm-hmm. earth. I'm just going to bring you home with me. When he said that, something tripped in my mind. I can't tell you what it was. And I immediately got up off the floor and sat down in the chair 
next to them at the table because mm. I wanted to hear what they were saying. And it, it changed me to some, in some way of thinking, mm-hmm. is this true? It, can you get so close to God that God would say, you know what? I think I'm just going to call you home. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the rapture is. Mm-hmm. And Enoch was certainly a type of the rapture. Of the <coughs> he was. He didn't die. He didn't die. Mm-hmm. You know, for those that deny the rapture, it's seven times in, in the scripture. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We have evidence of a rapture. That's right. I'm just saying that that changed my life, that perspective. And that old song that says, Turn your eyes on Jesus, mm-hmm. and the things of earth will grow strangely mm-hmm. dim in the light of his glory and grace. I just believe with all my heart, like you say, that when we really tune into the heart of God, we're going to be passionate about the darkness we see and call it yeah, out. Yeah, I think I think and, we will. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you couldn't help. You but, can't. I mean, you can't because it would be too. It could turn into a type of selfishness if I'm getting closer mm-hmm. to heaven just so I can get out of here. I would have to think that one of the contributing factors would be getting close to God is you would have Absolutely. a heart heart for this for the world. For and the it's lost, a struggle for all you know, of us to get to walk close to God in this kind of a, a in any kind of a society. But as godless as things are getting there is i i will say i you know i just absolutely got wrapped up i told the congregation that i, I didn't feel good when i started i just didn't feel good i ain't mm-hmm. felt good in all week or all weekend and but i started preaching and i the things that i was was talking about i cannot get over how we can have muslims hunting christians for sport but yet in america we think we're having persecution when the washing machine tears up. Mm-hmm. And that seems to take precedent in our life of, oh, God, you've got to help me, my washing machine. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just making a point with that. And I'm saying that the church has become so apathetic and so lazy that we, it's, it's like we don't care about the things of God. And it just makes me think that there are so many people in whom the very power and presence of the Lord rests in that's leaving mm-hmm, us, mm-hmm. and there's no one replacing that passion. There's no one replacing that that power and mm-hmm. or that call or picking up that call. And is that why that there is such delusion on the earth? Because, Alan, listen, a lost man when we were a, a kid mm-hmm. would not have said climate change is the reason Muslims are killing Christians. A lost no, no. man wouldn't have said that. But now we've got government agencies saying such A man in the, in, the, in the dark caves of the Appalachian Mountains wouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> With a wood no, stove. most of them knew God. <laughs> With a wood stove and outside <laughs> that's, toilet. That's they wouldn't have said no, that. No, they wouldn't have said that. No. Uh-uh, uh-uh, so uh-uh. anyway. Well, there's another aspect of this thing also. As we're getting into the, the rapture of the church and this type thinking, you know, we brought up last week, Jeff, about UFOs, aliens. Uh, you know, there's a big deal. Uh, there's an article here with, that we cited last week. It says UFOs and aliens are the new mega religion of the 21st wow. century, according to UFO expert and founder of Get a Life Ministry, which is Pastor Billy Crone. Thanks to the theory of evolution and the power of Hollywood movies, aliens dominate the landscape of American pop culture and religion. Uh, he says how aliens will be used to explain the rapture of the church and that their appearance will be one of the greatest mass deceptions of the end times. You know, now that's something to consider uh, because, you know, the alien, the deal about aliens is... Uh, you know, it's all over the internet these days about yeah. well, aliens true. Well, we got all these files that are well, now coming I mean, out. Yeah, and they're out. having hearings in Congress about. It yeah, and seen it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not denying. What do you think it is, Jason? 
What's your last alien you talked with? There's one in the chat. He said Joel Osteen is the new Billy Graham. And then I banned him. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> and I banned him. That's probably the last alien I got to talk to. <laughs> That's terrible. Now, there again. Now, where's the, where's the, the love? That's the best you've had since we've been doing where's, podcast. Where's right? the love? Where's the love? So I, yeah. I have been saying that for a year now. I think that the, the rapture is going to be explained by alien abduction. I think, I think that it would be the most... If it happened today, lie. if it happened right now, that's yeah. what, that would yeah. be the explanation. I, I, well, I think it would be the chance. most believable lie. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, since we're going to talk about that, let me talk about aliens. Mm-hmm. What do you think about alien existence? Well, I think it's a Mr. lot of Google them coming across the southern border. See, you gotta be, you got to define what aliens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's not the one you There's talking. a really good skit okay. out there by a couple of Hispanic <laughs> comedians. <laughs> it's so good. I don't need to find it and send it to y'all, but it's just yeah. genius. But uh, you got to specify what aliens. <laughs> well, what do you think about well, aliens? Well, you're talking about extraterrestrial existence. You're talking about sci fi type aliens. I think they're demons. I th- yeah, I think they are demons. I think they're aliens. I think they're there. Uh, I mean, I don't doubt if. If every human in the United in the world had their DNA checked, I bet you we got some hybrids out there now. Just to be honest with you, and I could point out a few. <laughs> it would explain a lot. It would listen. It would explain. I mean, right, I, I've got a few. I got a few. I'd point out, but I wouldn't want to blame it on alien. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we say that, but as in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the coming of yeah. the Son of Man. Alien existence to fall into the idea of they come from a planet far, far away, all of these things, I'm not sure that, that I buy into that. But from a demonic perspective, fallen angels can take on forms. If you really divide the Word of God, you help me with this. I'm not even saying this is dispensational, but in dividing the word, there is a difference between demon spirits and fallen angels. Some differentiate that by saying fallen angels can take on physical form like in Genesis 6, Mm -hmm. and that demonic spirits can't do that. Okay, but so to say, is there such things as aliens? I would have to say there are, and I think they are demons that's taking on some type of intelligent form. Mm-hmm. Or physical form, I should say, rather. So it would it be a far stretch to say that the rapture takes place, say, in the next 30 minutes, to have someone come, a spokesman from, from the White House, to step out and say, we have sighted alien aircraft and that uh, they have abducted these people from the earth. Well, it would almost be believable if, if uh, Christ appears in the sky. I mean, it would already thank, be, thank it's already you. there for you. Mm-hmm. The lost are not going like. to see him. <laughs> Only the saved will see him at the rapture. But the point is, is to see someone in the sky. Elijah saw a wheel go rolling mm-hmm. within That's a right. wheel, and he described that. Okay, is it possible with the, I hate to use this term, but I don't have no other term, with the validation an affirmation by Senate and Congress having hearings about these mm-hmm. aerial phenomenon and different things like that, and it can't be explained by any kind of aircraft that we know, all of those type of things. No technology exists that can do that as far as everybody's being told anyway. That being said, I do believe that alien life forms exist, and I believe it's demonic in nature. 
or satanic in nature. I'll, I'll put it that way. Well, we had a comment here from Old at Heart that said, doesn't Joe Biden's lack of human speech prove the aliens are among us? <laughs> I love the Smith and Rowland show. I just love the Smith and Rowland show. What, what when old, of, at, old at Heart needed to be here today. He did. He's he, well, he is here. Yeah, I mean, yeah he's he just, here. He just spoke. Old at Heart just spoke. And now we got to... I old, like Old at Heart has spoken, and now we've got to... Make what he has spoken. We got to cover up for old heart. Yeah. What was it, old heart? Said again, <laughs> one more time. Doesn't Joe Biden's lack of human speech prove the aliens are among us? <laughs> Jeff, you do what he said the first time. <laughs> you just want to hear it again. Just want to hear. It. That's terrible. Ah. Old at heart. That oh, is, that is true, but it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, old at heart's <laughs> got to be an independent Baptist. Well, don't don't you think that? So you know how? I mean, you've heard Christians talk about seeing angels and. And all this. I mean, you've heard all those stories before. You've heard people talk about seeing aliens, but not everybody sees aliens. Well, I've seen a couple, but like I said, no, I don't. I mean, I, for some reason I get this person in our government you know, wearing a dress. I talked to one and, one time. And, and military coat. I know that vision. I don't know why. I have I, seen that picture. No, Here's what the Word of God says, Colossians one sixteen. Listen to this: For by Him were all things created mm-hmm. that are in heaven, that are in earth. That's right. Visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Mm-hmm. Things visible and invisible is the point I want to make in that verse. Now, right. there's teaching out of that verse, but consider visible and invisible just for a moment to understand that in the natural dimension of time we're in, this physical universe, we don't see clearly out of this dimension. But this one verse says there is a dimension that is invisible, that is real. Well, let me, say, let me ask you this. Let's, let's don't go quite that deep. Let's just go to the visible first. Okay. Do you think we have visualized everything that's visible? No. Not on your life? No. Not even close. Not even close. So humankind, and I'm not saying there's not some individuals that seen different things, but for the most part, I have not seen everything that's visible to see. Right. I, have, I haven't seen the Rocky Mountains. I haven't seen the Ozarks. I haven't seen a lot of things that's visible. Yeah. So therefore, I have to say that there are probably, I, I mean, we call them aliens, which almost puts them into sci-fi. I just call it demonic beings, and and that's and I think that's what they I are. I think that's what they are. I think they're <clears throat> demonic beings, and do and somehow or another, uh, we know that the Nephilim uh, was a race where these demonic beings slept with the daughters of men. So somehow or another, we know that there are dark spirits that can go between both worlds. That's the point I it's, wanted to make between so, the invisible and the, the visible. So we know that there are some out there that can go between the invisible to the visible and back and forth. So to have a, visu- a visual on a demonic being, which we won't call an alien, to have a visual on that to me is very understandable and very possible. Absolutely, and then they can hide right back in to the Absolutely. invisible realm because you've even seen pictures and movies and whatever or people's having a snapshot of, and all of a sudden they say it's just gone. You know, it's just gone, and I think that it goes back into the invisible world. But we know that when we leave our physical body, that we'll be able to when we get our that we'll go into the spirit to in the unseen world into heaven. We also know when we get our new body, I personally believe that our new body will be an invisible or visible. 
Yeah, I think, I, do too. I think we'll be able to go either way. Yeah, well, I think the dimensionality will match that of Christ. Exactly, which and, he can go. And he can way. do that. He yeah. could walk through walls okay. after his resurrection. That's what he did, yeah. And so I think it was Chuck Missler that was talking about how that this physical universe is merely just a digital uh, mm-hmm. simulation of a bigger reality. Mm-hmm. He was even, I think he was even citing some scientific he magazines was. that wrote that. That being said, leads us to believe we're limited in this yeah, dimension. Oh yeah, we have limitations. We're limited. Yeah. We can't see other dimensionalities, but mm-hmm. they are not limited. So for them to travel through dimensions seems to be what they do. Well, it's, yeah, I've said this before, just trying to make, an, uh, make it understandable. I believe that the supernatural, that's what we're saying, mm-hmm. somewhat is the invisible realm. I believe that the supernatural has two speeds. That is slower than the naked eye and faster than the naked eye. And you've heard me say that before. Now, so there again, I'll say the supernatural realm, I think, has two speeds, slower than the naked eye and faster than the naked eye. It just so happens our eyes have been created in such a way we can't see the speed of the supernatural. Uh, for instance, you can you can be born and go back and take a look at that baby in three years, and you're like, oh, my goodness, it's really grown. That's supernatural. Mm-hmm. But it's growing at a speed that's slower than your naked eye can see. Yeah, that's right. But you cannot say the growth of a three-year-old baby from birth to three years old. That's that's supernatural. It's supernatural. But you can't see it with the naked eye. Yeah. Uh, speed of sound's faster yeah. than the naked eye. Yeah. Now, it's still there, but it's moving so fast you can't see it. But God's equipped us in a way that since we can't see it, there is a mechanism that God's given us called ears because we can't see it. We can hear it. That being the case, we know that in the spirit world that hearing is a better way yes. to see what's going on That's in the spirit than right. seeing. That's right. That's, That's the reason exactly the Bible's right. saying yes. by, hearing by hearing the word of God. The word of God. That's right. And, and he that hath ears to, to hear, hear, let him hear what the spirit is saying. So exactly. therefore... I believe that the hearing yeah, is closer to the speed of the supernatural world. In other words, to believe the supernaturalness of the Word of God, you have to hear it. And through the hearing, we can visualize what it's saying in our mind's eye, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. But people say that seeing's believing. The Bible says hearing. That's believing. right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Now that's hard for that's the human so brain. It's hard for the human mind it, to, it to is, comprehend. But it's Bible. But that's Bible. that's Bible. And we need to understand yeah. that God has given us some faculties, even though our hearing is closer to deciphering some supernatural mm-hmm. uh, activity. And so with faith, we need to understand that faith in hearing the word of God is as absolute as seeing something. We say, Well, I gotta that's see right. it to believe it. Right, right, right. You see how it, deceiving right. that is? That's right. That's right. Uh, that's our faith is validated by our hearing. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. But I just think in this age and day we're living in, so in the supernatural realm of these aliens and all this sort of stuff, I believe that you'll, to hear about it and to have a witness of the Holy Ghost is what I have, is when I've heard about these alien things, some of them I'm like, no, nah, I don't witness with that. I yeah. do witness with right. this. So by through the hearing of the supernatural events, I have some witness of the Spirit mm-hmm. that causes me to consider it as po- it's probably true. And as a pliable explanation for the sudden disappearance of so many believers on the earth in that event called the rapture. 
That's right. And you're I not going, you're not going to see it. You're not going to see it. Right. You're going to have a before and after picture. That's right. That's you're right. It's just going to have right. a before and after. That's so right. you're going to say, well, I didn't see it happen, mm-hmm. but they were here. Now they're, and gone. Now they're gone. If you don't believe that that aliens are demonic, go watch History Channel's The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, so yeah. That'll about do it. That yeah. will. I've watched I'm telling that. you what that is. Some, I've watched it too. That's some. That's, yeah, that's pretty, to me. That's all it took. Well, yeah, that's I some ancient you, truth that I think is there's something going on there. Right? Though I it's have a, not seen. It's a Wonderful Life. I have watched Skinwalker Ranch. But do, <laughs> you know what I'm saying though? Is that not the yeah, most demonic oh, no, thing you've ever seen in your it life? It absolutely is. Yeah, no doubt about and, it. And um, you know, there's again, something going on there. There's something oh, definitely yeah, going. Sure. Well, they even talk in, in that show about it about that place being a portal. Yeah, it's because and of what, that's, what it is. And, and that's what it is. And that is biblical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a biblical concept. But when it you is. were talking about uh, these beings being able to move between dimensions, yes. I think that's one of the places that yes, they can I do agree. it. I but, agree. I mean, to me, it just kind of proved that aliens is are it skin wa- Are they still doing that? Deal? Oh, yeah. they actually, It's sold to a guy. The guy was just on Joe Rogan that bought it from the after the TV show was over. Oh, my goodness. He why bought was, it. What was he going to do with I'm that? I'm like, he's a super, he's like a billionaire, and he bought it for fun. He's still doing studies there. Yeah, he's going to have some fun. I'm like, oh, I don't know that. I don't, I don't, think, that one. I don't think I'd play with that dragon. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want that one. I've wrestled with enough dragons in a lifetime. I don't think I'd, I don't, I don't, I, There's something going on there. I mean, I, Well, there's a portal. Yeah. I also believe, I think every individual life can be a portal. And is a portal. Let's just say it like this. Especially if you're born again, you are a heavenly portal mm-hmm. that the Holy Spirit flows through and wants to use mm-hmm. to affect the visible world. Right. And getting back to what we were talking about, it's almost like a lot of people name the name of Christ, but their portals shut down, and there's there's really nothing flowing. And as a result of that, we become apathetic, mm-hmm. we become complacent, and uh, delusion and darkness seems to. Mm-hmm. They'll be getting mm-hmm. bigger and bigger. The lies are bigger mm-hmm. and bigger. I, I mean, this it's amazing how, how deceived. Uh, to back up what you're saying, Jeff, for those of our listening, we know that that's a tabernacle that uh, the Israelites had and they carried around in the wilderness. We know that that tabernacle, that's where the Ark of the Covenant was, and they set up the tabernacle. And we know that the presence of God would come down over that tabernacle. Yeah. And the glory of God would uh, settle on that, yeah. uh, on the Ark of the Covenant. And so we know that that's true and real. And so, but we, we know that's the tabernacle of God. But now we understand that we are the tabernacle of God. Right. So your your biblical concept is the, the tabernacle of the wilderness. That's right. Now we know in, in New Testament teaching that the believer is now that tabernacle or yeah. that tent. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very obvious to me that God really wasn't that happy with Solomon's temple and all the temples. I mean, to me, I mean, listen, they run around the same mountain for 40 years. I really and truly think God just hung them out there because he didn't want to go in the building. You know what yeah. He liked camping. And so God. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it really, I, I, really I is agree true. With, I agree I mean, with. and so now we know we're the tabernacle of God. And like you said, there's an open portal here. There's the glory portal. of God can come yeah. upon each individual. But it's because God likes running around in tents. I mean, I believe that. He likes to be well, mobile. And, he likes to move. He don't. He doesn't like to be held up in some stone building in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. That was not his great idea. That was more David and Solomon and. Yeah, I, I mean, God went around along with a lot of their stuff. I think God likes camping. I think he likes tent meetings, and he likes to be mobile. 
I agree with that. You know, in in the individual. No, no one building can contain. Of course not. The God that uses the earth as His footstool. Mm-hmm. It was always His plan to camp out in man, mm-hmm. and so man then becomes a portal for God to that's flow right. through. That's right. In and the that's, demonic that's pretty realm, big. that's pretty yeah. Big. And in the demonic realm, I think sometimes the same thing is true. Well, demons like to get in that portal that's so they can exa- get that's into right. man. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. And it goes back to the you know fallen angels can can have a material form. Demonic spirits need a host mm-hmm. that's right and there's a lot of people hosting a demonic spirit which mm-hmm. makes them a portal that's right for demonic activity that's a scary thought and, yeah. it, and it is a scary thought but it's true it's like it's i true. think it's biblical and uh, something uh, we need to be aware of in this day that's for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. and the hollywood version of demon possession doesn't necessarily hold true it can and we have a biblical model of that where someone would tear their own flesh mm-hmm. and you know do yeah, all those, those things. Yeah, those don't bother me as much as the ones it's that the are more ones. sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> they're hidden <laughs> and and they're in Washington and stuff. That's, I mean, yeah, come on. Now. And, and and I think one of the marks wasn't one of the marks is you can't form sentences and things. Like, no, 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 I'm no, thinking no, something no, else. See, that was old at heart. It's, that's that, old that, at heart. That's old at heart. No, but seriously, the more sophisticated ones is what we're fighting that's against, right. especially in Western culture. Yeah. But they're conduits. They're Portals. They're nothing but portals mm-hmm. for another dimension, another mm-hmm. realm mm-hmm. to There's flow no through. Doubt. And I just think that the people well, of God need to really get we close need to, to really, the Lord. We really need to be aware of it. And we'll probably pick up some more this week on it, Jeff, yeah, if you like it. and unplugged. We do invite you to be with us. You're going to redo the ancient alien shows, but y'all are the ancient, and you're going to talk about aliens? See what I see. Well, well <laughs> I mean, in my case, I could. You remember what I was telling you about Jeff, is, Jeff is, he's 10 years younger than me. That's exactly and, right. And Jeff's 10 years and, younger. And Jason's 60 years younger. Most people thought that I was your grandfather. <laughs> it is not true. You are 10, 11 years younger than me, and Jason is... Jason's 10, a baby. 50, still in diapers. He's a baby. Still in diapers. I, still, I, I remember talking to an alien one time. He wasn't an alien. He was here illegally. I said, Willie, how'd you get here? He said, well, I run a little bit. I swim a little bit. And I run a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That tells you how they get here. That's right. Thank God. Well, Jason, we're out of time here, buddy. Yeah, but I want to close this out. Pray for us. You want Mr. me to pray? Smith? Okay, pray guys. For us. Well, Lord Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you for those that are watching and those that uh, spend time with us as we yes, Lord. talk about these different topics. And Lord, you know our deal. If there's anything that we said that's out of school we shouldn't have said, please forgive us. Lord, we pray if anything that we said has been a viewing of your spirit, we pray that it would land in the hearts of people. Yeah. We pray, Lord, that you would use the Smith & Rowland podcast to go to people that you'd have here. It. Mm-hmm. And I pray that the enemy couldn't stop that, that you would make the supernatural connections needed. Do it, Lord. And it would guide it and direct it through the Internet if somebody needs to hear it, that they would be able to. And we commission this podcast to go where the Holy Spirit would have it go. Mm. Lord, bless us. Bless those that are listening. And we look forward to this year in the kingdom of God. Mm. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. See you next week. Make sure you head over to the Kingdom Prophetic Society.org. Amen. All right. See you guys. Thank you for joining today's Smith and Rowland show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollinshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.